Alrighty, hello everyone and welcome back to the Reformed Dissenters, the show where Reformed Christians dissent against popular ideas of culture by asserting a biblical worldview. Yes, we are in a brand new place. We're in a brand new place every week for the last two weeks, but this is extra special. I'm Bruce Johnson, joined by my brother Jacob Johnson. Hello everybody. And we're both joined by our dad, Frank Johnson, who you've seen on the show a lot, but let's (laughs) cut to the chase. We are in the Cross Politics Studios here. In Moscow, Idaho. Very, very exciting. exciting. I know. Yes. It's it's incredible. Our good friend uh, Gabe Wrench let us use the studios to record today's episode, which is Friday. Uh, probably going to go out on Saturday. And then Monday's episode as well. So that'll be coming up next. This is so, 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 so exciting. If you haven't heard of CrossPolitik before, you are missing out on some incredible content. Uh, go check them out. That's why we're both, Jake and I, I think, are sporting their stickers on our, our tablets. Um, but we've hosted their conference yeah. uh, once in South Dakota. We've been to a lot of their conferences. We had a whole host of interviews at their last one in Knoxville, Tennessee, but they're just an incredible, incredible network, and we highly recommend you check out Fight, Laugh, Feast, Cross Politic, um, and even if it's just to pop in and say thanks for letting us use their studio. This is this is really yeah. exciting. Um, so, yeah, today is Discussion Topic Friday. We're jumping right into this. Today's episode, we want to talk about our views on the current state of American politics. We thought it was kind of timely. We're here in the Cross Politic studios. We figured, hey, why not talk about politics? We never talk about politics. And uh, as you'll <laughs> notice very shortly, we're, we're actually not really going to be talking about politics, just kind of. So. <laughs> I mean, but we it's talk no- about politics every single Monday. We but do. We, yeah. Not in the way you might think right, that right, we would. Exactly. Um, so anywho, that's that's today's episode. We want to kind of define what we mean by politics, not the, the dirty games that a lot of people play when they say politics. We also want to talk about uh, why the heck we're talking about politics when we haven't really gotten into the weeds on that uh, before. Why are we doing that today? We want to talk about how politics are not evil. They're also not the solution to our problems. And then we want to talk and spend a lot of time talking about the issues with the two-party system because all three of us had an interaction earlier this week with uh, a new party that's trying to get started. The uh, what do they call it? The the no, no labels no party. labels yep. party. So we're gonna chat a little bit about that. We all had a chance to uh, aggressively <clears throat> interview the uh, guy who was uh, pushing that party and trying to get petitions around the the country to sign and make that a thing. So. We're going to share our thoughts on that as well. Yeah. Uh, but before we get into all of that, we have to do what we always do, which is talk about our verse of the week. Extra special week in so many ways. This week, our dad is actually going to break down our verse this week. So I'll go ahead and pass it over to him. Okay. Uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 10, starting with verse 4. For the weapons of our warfare are not of the flesh, but have divine power to destroy strongholds. We destroy arguments and every lofty opinion raised against the knowledge of God and take every thought captive to obey Christ, being re- ready to punish every disobedience when your obedience is complete. Boy, there there is so much here. Boy, mm. this, this is about a, a four-hour-long sermon right here. <laughs> we <laughs> were like, ready. hey, isn't, five isn't minutes. Can though? you do this in five minutes? He was like, no, no, no yeah, I can't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, to start out, and you guys have gone over this a little bit before, right? Yeah, just, just you know? a little bit. Yeah. Uh, the weapons of our warfare are not flesh. Well, obviously, we're we're not fighting a physical battle. Christ said, my kingdom is not of this world. Mm, we yeah. are, this is divine. This is, yeah. uh, this is us taking the truth of God's word, 
through the power of the Holy Spirit, mm. we have divine power to destroy strongholds. And what kind of strongholds? That is referring to the philosophical truths, philosophical, not truths, but philosophical beliefs of this world that say they can have a belief without Jesus Christ, mm. that they can deny the king of cre- the king of this world. They mm. can deny the creator of heaven and earth and say he doesn't exist while uh, holding to some form of truth. Of course, in the end, they always give up on truth because they can't have it without Jesus Christ. But this is uh, what this verse is actually saying. Every lofty opinion raised against the knowledge of God and take every thought captive. Now, a lot of times we look at this verse and say, oh, I got to take my thoughts captive. Well, that's true. But it's not our thoughts that this is referring to. Mm. We should already have our thoughts captive to Jesus As Christians. Christ. Right. And um, what this is saying is that we are taking everyone else's thoughts captive to Jesus Christ. <laughs> wow, We're so aggressive. conquering Jeez. this world. Yeah, this is a warfare. <laughs> this is yeah. this war. You now it's not physical, but it, yeah. it is spiritual. Going right back. This is not about us uh getting our own thoughts straightened out. We've already done that, personal Mm. sanctification. Now it's time for cultural sanctification. Now Mm. it's time to bring everyone into captivity to the thoughts of Jesus Christ. Everything we do in um, all knowledge, as the scriptures say, all knowledge is wrapped up Mm. in Jesus Christ. So we're bringing everything back to Jesus Christ. When Paul said, I preach nothing but Christ and him crucified, well, he, what oh, he's saying that means is, just the truncated gospel message, right? Yeah, yeah, That's all that was. Just the basic message yeah. every Lord's Day. Yeah. Uh, every worship <laughs> service, just the basic yeah. message. Absolutely not. <laughs> this is that everything, Paul talks about everything, even politics, in light of the gospel of Jesus mm. Christ. Yeah. Amen. The gospel of Jesus Christ affects everything. Yeah. Yep. That's great. Wow. <laughs> I like that. Quick, to the point, but powerful. There's a lot there. Yes. Yeah. Like yes. Well, one of the things we really harped on last uh, on Monday was about the the myth of neutrality mm-hmm. and how you know this is really digging into that whole. Yeah. Um, you know, we take every thought captive. There's mm-hmm. no uh, neutral thought. There's nothing, right. uh, including our thoughts, that can be neutral. We have to take all of it captive to Christ. So I think that that capitalizes on that really well. well. Think about uh, what. What Christ said in the in the sense of uh, and why this is so serious is that our thoughts and what we think lead to death, right? Mm, our our lead sinful, to actions. right? Our sinful thoughts lead to actions, yeah. And our sinful actions lead to lead to death, yeah. And ultimately, we think of that in the sense of of our death in in hell. But think of it, maybe this could be referring to the death of a nation, to the destruction of a yep. nation in this yep. sense. Because our thoughts lead to actions, which lead to the the downfall of a nation, and we've seen that firsthand in what we're currently going through. Yep, yep, absolutely. Yeah. Well, let's get into our discussion topic today. So, like I said earlier, you know, we really want to delve into our view on the current state of American politics, and so we use politics in the title. Um, and I think that a lot of people have a lot of different connotations tied to that word politics, which is kind of why we've avoided using that for a while. 
Um, but, uh, you know, some other guys, <clears throat> we happen to be in their studio, uh, <laughs> haven't avoided that word and mm-hmm. actually worked that right into their, into their name of their show. So we figured, Hey, you know, let's, let's chat a little bit about that. Um, and, uh, you know, w- let's talk about what are politics. So we're, we're not talking about politics in the sense of people compromising, which I think is what a lot of people think about. Oh, you got to play the game. You got to compromise just to quote unquote, play the game or get their guy in there for money, for fame, for prestige. Prestige. You know, that was the whole thing with Donald Trump was like, oh, we want to win. We want to put someone in there who's going to, quote unquote, win. Well, what the heck does it mean to win? Why are we thinking that this is this is some kind of game? Right. And so 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 many people treat politics as a game. But um, a simple Google search. I did a quick Google search. Um, yay. There's my in-depth study for the show. <laughs> uh, a simple Google search definition of the word politics returns Uh, This is Google's definition. We can go off of that. The activities associated with the governance of a country or other area, especially the debate or conflict among individuals or parties having or hoping to achieve power. Now, I would take that as a there's a lot of words. (laughs) That's a lot of words. What does that mean? A simple definition just to guide our conversation today. What I would define politics as is it involves the maneuvering or mobilization of people or parties to accomplish certain goals. So it's the maneuvering or the mobilization of people or parties to accomplish certain goals. What are your thoughts on that? Is that a pretty apt definition? Would you alter that definition? Or does that kind of like, is that just a part of what you think? To be honest, it it comes from, I would say, politics or polity. Um, polity oh, being, I like where you're going. Like, yeah. Polity being the church government. Uh-huh. Oh, sorry, not church government. <clears throat> sorry, being being the government polity. Um, and it, in politics, coming from that that first uh, root, Paul or P O L. So polity, politics, and I would say, in a sense, it is a it is a uh, not a study of, but a, an action in uh, the the government mm. uh, in whatever civil government. government. Right, civil government, yeah. yes. Well, and that's yeah. why polity, you can also use it for church polity, right? right. So that's right. The, the church government uses that as well. Civil government has their way. So it's it's kind of just a way of mobilizing people or parties to accomplish certain goals, to get things done, to move things forward, and, and how we do that. So you can do that deceptively, and you can play the game dirty, right? You can, you can you know, make these backroom deals and get all this, you know, dirty money involved, or you can... You can actually do it well, above board, honor God and the goals. Because, again, it's a tool. Politics is a tool to be used to push. It can be used to push either thing, kind of like technology is. So, all right. So I think that's kind of our definition of politics out of the way. Any disagreements there? Are we good to? I think uh, what is the end goal? You're, yeah. You know, today anyone in politics is trying to will try to say that oh we're doing it for the for the people yeah. or at least they're uh rather it be the democrats or the republicans it's it's for the people but i i don't think it's been that way for a long time we'll, mm-hmm. they may give lip service to it but they they're not oh, they, yeah. mm. it's it's to create a new government in my opinion yeah uh, new world order whatever whatever they're trying to do it's definitely not for us yeah. maybe in their own disturbed thinking <laughs> they maybe think. they think it is for us yeah. but, uh, but good grief they they they're so brainwashed mm. in their ideology that uh they're not they can't even see that they're hurting everyone yeah yeah 
Yeah. Well, that you know, we were talking about the other day. There was a there was a time in which the uh, um being involved in government was a very volunteer position. It would mm. it wasn't there was no way of you didn't gaining, do it for the money. Right. Right. Yeah. Uh so that you were there to to serve, and that it wasn't for any personal gain at all. Yeah. Um, and that's in a sense that's what it was pushing towards that. Yep. That you are here in politics, or you're here in government to serve, not to uh, be served. Right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So, all right. So, really quickly, um, I want to talk about why we're talking about this now. You know, I mentioned earlier that we didn't, we don't really spend a lot of time, uh, we don't go out of our way to avoid using the word politics, but talking about the politics and the deals, Steve Dace brought this up on his show recently too. You know, he was a political analyst, you know, he would do these campaigns, he would do all this stuff. And he's realized lately that none of that really is important. Like what we're playing for, the stakes are so, so much higher than that game. We're trying to, in a sense, transcend that game, that political game that's being played today. Um, And so for that reason, we haven't gotten into the weeds. But now we're getting a little into the weeds. So why are we doing this? Well, we live in a strange time politically in America. I mean, really strange time. This is like the first time ever that a president has ever been indicted in the history of America. 200 years is now being accused of a crime, is being taken through the court legal system. And again, we all know, or those of us who are paying attention, realize that this is a political game being played. Yeah. Yes. We can't say for and they've sh- said it's a political game. <laughs> yeah, they've said yeah. as much. Right. Yeah. And we can't say that it's like uh we again we believe that he's innocent, but again, we have to say, well, let's let the facts weigh out. But at the same time, we also know that our current system is right. probably yeah. not going to deal fairly with him, is not going to actually let the facts uh be as they may. Right. So anyways, that's that's one strange thing. When you get rid of the main justice, all the other justices lose. Yeah. Yeah, it all starts to fall apart. Um so another anomaly that's that's happening is the McCarthy thing that happened earlier at the beginning of this year. That was our first episode this year was talking about what happened with McCarthy. Um you've got tons of uh party or or people in both parties that are like, "Yeah, let's push for him." And then you have what was it? 20 people? Was it 12 people? Uh, yeah. It wasn't many at all. It who, was. It was a. It was definitely very, a small number. Very yes. small contingent of people who it, said, "No, we're not going to vote for him. We're not going to let him uh, yeah. uh, go in unless he does these things." And they kind of right, had like right. a, a ransom note, a list of demands, yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And it worked. That's that's kind of the anomalous thing here. Is it worked? Those demands went through, and that's the reason that Tucker Tucker Carlson had thousands of hours of footage on the J6 people, which we'll get to in a minute, um, <laughs> because of those holdouts, those people who said, no, we're not going to compromise. We're not going to play your game. You know, this is the Republican guy. They were Republican people. They should have just played the game and pushed him through. That's what Fox News right. was saying. That's what everybody was saying. But they said, no, we're going to hold to our principles. We're not just going to play the game. And we're going to say, nope, you're not going unless you do these things. And, well, and they won. 12 yeah. guys yeah. beat an entire system. I mean, that's right. I don't think we've seen a lot like that. Well, to the same point, uh, the last time that we saw some, anything like that, where they actually pushed against the, the party, um, you saw the Civil War happen here in America. <laughs> that's, that's fair. Two states said, no, we're not doing right. that. Right. And the rest of them turned on them and said, okay, well, then we're going after you. Right. Very right. physically. <laughs> um, and that's not to say that something exactly will bad happen. Well, you know, not something bad will happen, but major changes will happen. Things yeah. 
things will will occur in that. Yep. So yeah. Yep. And then kind of last on my list was the J6 political prisoners. I mean, that was this is unparalleled. I mean, we've seen this in other countries. We've seen this in Russia. We've seen this in China, North Korea, communist countries. But for our country, America, which is supposedly the quote-unquote freest country on the face of the planet, <laughs> to take political prisoners, put them in horrible conditions for, what is it, two years now? Yeah. I mean, yeah. that's insane. Worse, so, worse condition than even uh, Guantama, Guantanamo Bay. Guantan- <laughs> Guantanamo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. 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 It's, Muslim terrorists had it better. Yeah. yeah exactly. Yeah. 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 They at least had a chance of being released, and they did. Yeah. We sent them off to their own country. Well, even their yeah. conditions were nicer. That's right. When, when even in prison, it was much better conditions. Yep. These people are facing moldy, moldy, mm. rusty prisons. Yeah. They're getting diseases. diseases. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, we did a whole episode on that a couple months ago about the horrible conditions that they faced. Yeah, it's it's terrible. Um, so those are anomalies, which those in and of themselves kind of are like, okay, maybe we should talk about this politics thing because this is starting to get kind of crazy. <laughs> you know? This isn't just your average everyday game anymore. This is escalating to really high levels. I think it's time to get into that conversation a little bit. But my second reason for really wanting to bring this up was that, you know, the civil government is a God-ordained government. Um, so we, we were on the road for 13 hours driving from Rapid City, South Dakota here to Moscow, Idaho, and a lot of conversations happened in 13 hours. <laughs> so, you know, uh, dad and I were talking about um, different ways of structuring the civil government, how much money they should be getting. Should they have buildings, you know, in a in a uh, realized Christendom, in a, uh, uh, a, a theonomic, let's be honest, we're not, we're not hiding, we're theonomists, <laughs> right, right. theonomic <laughs> Uh, 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 culture where civil government is being structured biblically, do they have a building? Should they have a building? And we were kind of talking about that. So I think we need to have those conversations because the one thing we can all agree on as Christians, as theonomists, there's a lot we disagree on because it's like we're trying to apply things in their general equity. How do we do that? One thing we can agree on is that the civil government is a God-ordained government. Yeah. And so because of that, it is valid biblically to exist given the fact that it's doing what it's supposed to do right yeah um so we got into like romans 13 and how it's a summary of all of the judicial law what that general equity we're general equity theonomists taking that from the westminster confession of faith um and what that actually means but we can all agree that it should exist and and we shouldn't avoid talking about it just because things will get heated and messy so anything you guys want to add to that like why we're talking about this and why more people should be talking about this before we move on. The economy? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. How many hours we got here? <laughs> you know, I, I've, uh, I had a discussion. Well, I, I saw uh, some guys posting. I posted a little bit. So we didn't have a verbal discussion. You know, we were just over Facebook. But, uh, you know, somebody saying, well, you know, the, the government has to obey the Ten Commandments, but shouldn't have to obey any judicial laws. Well, the judicial laws are just more specific laws yeah. of the Ten Commandments. Yeah. Really, even in yeah. Scripture, we see that that it, it you know the, there's general you know the two laws: obey God, obey you know, and uh, love or love God, love you know, love uh, love man. Yeah. Uh, you love know, your neighbor as yourself. Yep, that's right. And uh, and then it's it's made a little bit deeper. Uh, the Ten Commandments, and then it goes even deeper yet. The entirety of God's word. The God's law word. Yeah. In that so you so just because 
God says, this is the punishment government that you should do to, to an individual who mm-hmm. commits something worse than a sin, a crime. Yeah. Uh, this is what you need to do in order for, uh, uh, to, in order to properly punish, in order to have a just government. So, <laughs> so for us to foolishly say that, well, those no longer apply, those only apply to Israel. Well, that is silly. Yeah. That is just silly. Yep. You know, it, all the way through, look at what God says about justice. Justice is universal. It's the it's wisdom. And if God got rid of the judicial laws, there'd no longer be wisdom. There'd mm-hmm. no longer be justice. All of that is vitally important. Yeah. Yep. 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 Great point. So we got about 10 minutes left. Um, yeah, this just blew Very by. Long. This was great. Yeah. So uh, just to reiterate, we've said this a lot of times on the show, but it, we, we wouldn't be doing our duty if we didn't say this at least once in this context of this episode. You know, politics aren't evil, but they're also not the solution. Right. Yeah. So they're not the ultimate solution to all of life's problems. <laughs> uh, when I first moved to South Dakota, uh, so many people there were like, get involved in politics, get involved in politics, get involved in politics. They saw someone like me who loved freedom move to South Dakota and they were like, oh, great. He's here to get involved in politics. <laughs> and I did that for a couple months. I, yeah, I, I took the bait, unfortunately. Hook, line and sinker fell for it, went to all the things, went to all the rallies, went to this, went to that, you know, spoke up in front of people, you know, all this kind of stuff. Um, but when I realized that those people were doing that because their churches were saying nothing about it. And so this was their like, Hey, we have to do something. Church isn't doing anything. So I guess we'll go out and get involved politically. That's when I had to say, hold on guys. We all, can we all agree that this isn't the solution here? And they were like, no, no, no. We think it is the solution. <laughs> it's yeah. like, Sorry. Uh, but it's not, uh, politics is downstream from culture. It's the symptom, not the, not the, not the real problem. So we all acknowledge that we've spent hours and hours of episodes talking about that. So, that's stated. That's clear. <laughs> and I think the real pushback, you know, what you're saying, but also add a little bit to it, is you, you say, okay, in order for us to do politics, we have to bring God's law to bear. So yeah. when I do this, what does God's word say about this particular situation in politics? Oh, no. Just our presence is good enough. Like, are we Christian? You know, mm. what, what do you mean? We need to bring God's word to bear in this matter. No, no, we we're going to do this as secular humanists. What are you talking about? Yeah, you know? <laughs> yeah. Well, we do it in every other area of our lives. Why not politics too? Right. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yep. So, um, do we, we got have eight, enough time? Yeah, we got eight minutes left. I really want to take this time and talk about the two-party system because when you talk about politics, that's the game right now. Today, the game is Republican versus Democrat. Yeah. N- all of us here disagree with both of those parties on right. pretty fundamental levels. <laughs> I think right. a lot of our listeners do as well, um, which, which is good. I mean, the Republican Party is not what it used to be. Republican Party is now the opposition party. They're just controlled opposition. They're just, oh, whatever yeah. the Democrats are, uh, we'll pretend to be the opposite while actually doing the exact same things in a much slower slower way i think doug wilson gives the example of like uh you've got two people trying to drive a car up in front and they're both going to drive off the cliff and you're just like well okay i just want the one that's going to drive me off the quick off the cliff slower than the other one (laughs) right that's the republican party um but how do we get here and so jake i think um you you wanted to bring up something from was it madison 
Uh, uh, Madison. Yeah. Uh, actually, more more specifically, Federalist Fifty One, Federalist Paper Fifty One. Yeah. Uh, and on you know, we're not gonna go into the whole Federalist Anti Federalist debate because because there is oh, yes, debate we are. there. No. <laughs> <laughs> but I I think there can be truth found in in the fact of the Federalists ha- they happen to be better than current day uh current day uh politics right now. Even though there are some things that we disagree, but I think uh, Federalist 51, written by James Madison, was went over the fact of factions, uh, and this being uh, the party system as we know it today, and how he was talking about how there will always be a case in which you will have factions brought up, mm. right? People will want to band together, join together to create bigger groups to where they can then fight using these bigger groups. Um, so... He was saying that it's inevitable, uh, but we need to understand that these are the causes that the things that these cause that these factions cause are bad. Like they bring some very massive negative effects, as we can see through um, through Republicans and Democrats. Yeah, yeah. Right? Um, and Madison literally said during that time there will be a vacuum chamber of just two parties arguing against each other mm. that's what it, what it will inevitably be um and so to me and, and he was saying that we need to take these take the negative causes and try and fix that so that you can change the effects and what what the basically the outcome of it and we see that and moving on to federalist did i say federalist 51 yeah you said 51 okay. So I was wrong. Uh, Federalist <laughs> ten is okay. is the one. On How many does that. he have total? I like, think there are eighty five. Wow. Federalist essays. Good grief! Yeah. And you got them mixed up. What the heck? <laughs> but Federalist ten is James Madison talking about about the factions. Uh, and we move on to Federalist fifty one to figure out what he means when he says to curb its effects. Mm. And in Federalist fifty one, it talks about the balance of powers and, and the the making sure that. Each power is going to basically, uh, uh, they're going to headbutt each other and they're basically going to cancel each other out. Huh. And so that they will. In the if, right, cancel them out in the right way or the wrong way? Like, cancel, that, does that mean that they're. Them out in the right way. Okay. Yeah. So they're kind so of that, ineffective in terms of, uh, uh, they're not able to, to be as tyrannical as they could be. Right. If there right. was just, okay. Yeah. If, if say this, this power wants to gain more power, this other power is like, no, we want to gain more power. Now they start weighing they're each gonna other. They're going to battle against each other. Going, yeah. 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 And so one will win against, one will balance each other out and it'll in theory. actually come back, back down. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, and that's the hope. And that's why, you know, they say uh, the constitution will not work without a moral and religious people. Right. So, yeah, because at that point, if you've got two different parties and they both actually believe the principles they hold to, I mean, first of all, they'd have to have principles to hold to, right? <laughs> right? Uh, and then they'd have to actively hold to those principles. Right. Then you would have that battling. But right. like right now, the issue is we have two parties. There's One party yeah. holds to their principles, has principles. They're evil. They're demonic, but they are principles and they're not going to let them go. The other party says, meh, just leave me alone. Whatever you do in the privacy of your own home. Is fine with me. Yeah. Like they have no spine, no principles. Their idea is just, hey, just live your life. Just let me live my life. I'll let you live your life. 
whatevs, man, you know? We're all, they're all, they're the hippie party, basically, you yeah. know? Like, <laughs> and and I, I want to end out my, what I'm saying with a sort of question and asking, so was, was James Madison wrong in the sense of that it will become a vacuum chamber and only two parties will prevail, right? And, you know, we, we can look at firsthand evidence. We can say, no, we see it exactly right here. Uh, but then what we want to bring up is the No Limits Party. Yeah, No saying, Labels. No Labels, I'm sorry. Yep. No Labels Party saying, no, we're, yeah. we're going to become a third party. So this what is will an, happen? And, it, and so, hold on. Yeah, quick. go ahead. Um, and my second question is, so first question <laughs> being, was Madison wrong? Can there be a third party that comes up and it will? we can now have a trifecta of parties uh, battling against each other, and hopefully it'll be more balanced than if it was just two. Is he wrong? Can that happen? Or was he being prophetic in the sense that um, was he saying that there can only be two parties, and when we put in this no labels party, will that happen where only two of them will be the biggest and the vacuum chamber and the most powerful of them right. all? Or... Or will this third party actually balance them out? So was was he was he wrong or was he prophetic? And this is this is an open-ended question. I'm not looking exactly for an answer. This is for the audience. Yep. Um yep. so we'll continue talking about the no liberals party, but keep yeah. that question in mind. Answer it for yourself. Yeah, I mean we got about a minute and a half, um, which is is okay. <laughs> this was a good conversation, anyways. We have to stop talking at some time, at some point, <laughs> which is very hard for us. We're getting better at this. <laughs> um, but it's a little bit of like background. We were approached on the street. We were just kind of walking around Rapid City. And, um, and we were approached by this guy who was asking us to sign this petition for the declaration of, the, of a new political party called the No Labels Party. Um, and so like some of their, I, I have pulled up a picture here of, of, uh, we took a picture of their clipboard and like some of the top things that they said was no labels cares more about the U S constitution and welfare of our family, friends, and neighbors more than the demands of a political party. Interesting. Vague. Very vague. Next one said, <laughs> no labels believes healthy disagreement is a good thing in our democracy. Principled debate leads to a better understanding on both sides and leads to better legislation and government governance for the nation. That one's cool. Uh, next one, No Labels believes political leaders need to listen more to the majority of Americans and less to extremists on the far left and right. So disagree there because they shouldn't listen to either of those two people. They listen, They should listen to the word of God. So right. that's the, I mean, right. we can disagree with that one. Um, there's the first clear answer we've gotten so far. <laughs> uh, next one, No Labels believes... Uh, it is important to find common ground with Americans who have differing political opinions so we can move the country, quote unquote, forward. Whatever that means. <laughs> and, it, and then the last one is no labels affirm, uh, affirms deep respect and thanks to our fellow Americans in the U.S. states military who uh, United States military who wake up every day to keep us and the world safe. So whatever. That means, although it kind of sounds like they want virtue them to signaling. be, yes, they're virtue signaling, <laughs> yes, and they're kind of for the world policing system there too, right? A little right. bit, uh, we're we're the world police, I guess. So, it was an interesting debate. Um, what are your initial like thirty second thoughts on that debate we had? Where are they on abortion? Yeah, that he, you kept coming back to that. That was getting, I was like sweating under the collar a little yeah. bit there. Like, well, he even he even said that he worked for pro-abortion. <sighs> 
yeah. Uh, to yeah, pro-choice. Yeah. Pro-choice yeah. forward. Yeah. It's like, yeah. well, listen, if we're deciding on whether we can kill our neighbors mm. or not, then we've got ourselves a problem. You right. can't build a political party on, well, I think it's okay to kill your kill you. Right. No. <laughs> it, it, we're done. Yeah. Try again. Yep. You know, find a political party that at least will say, no, we should at least not kill our neighbors. Mm. We shouldn't steal from our neighbors. Amen. We shouldn't lie to our neighbors. And we definitely shouldn't kill our neighbors. Yep. So yep. you're Third. done before you even got started. Yeah. Amen. 30 yeah. second thoughts Go for, for me. Um, <laughs> I would say, in a sense, um, are we looking at this? And I'm very well open to discussion on this fact. Are we looking at the No Labels Party as a means to, to an end? Mm, as are a we, mechanism, right? Is what I kept bringing up. Right. Are we looking at them as like we don't fully agree with them, but we it will allow it. us to go forward and bring uh, God's word into into government? Yeah. Are we looking at it that way, or should we say, based on because of the principles they hold to, we can't be involved with them right. at all? No, yep. Not being unequal, unequally yoked with yeah. the wicked. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, but. Say, you know, do we bring that up here? Is mm-hmm. Does that apply to this scenario? Yeah. In a sense. Wow, that was exactly 30 seconds. All right. Thanks, guys. This was great conversation. Thank you, Dad, for joining us. Thanks for having me. And, uh, yeah, this was awesome. Thank you to the CrossPolitik team for letting us use their Woo. studios. Woo! Uh, if you haven't heard of CrossPolitik before, you should totally check them out. I think you can go to CrossPolitik.com. Look up Fight, Laugh, Feast. Uh, just a brilliant network. Highly recommend it. Um, yeah, huge t- thanks to them letting us use their studios while we are here in Moscow, Idaho for a week. That's, uh, that's pretty exciting too. It needs to be longer. I know. I wish it were one day. It will be one day. It's going <laughs> to be a day. lot longer. One day. <laughs> <laughs> and thank you all in the audience so much for watching or listening to us today. We seriously, seriously appreciate it. Don't forget, share this episode with all your friends, hit like, follow, subscribe, all the things that let us know you enjoyed our content. Check out our show website where you can watch all of our content for free without the censorship that comes with big tech platforms go to trd trdshow.net slash episodes that's trdshow.net slash episodes watch all of our episodes for free on our own platform uh and thanks so much for everyone that's already done that already we've gotten a couple hundred people that have gone to our website instead of other platforms which is great so let's build that up uh thank you all so so much we will see you on monday have a great weekend have a wonderful lord's day And we'll see you on Monday. And remember, everyone, in all that you do, do it as unto the Lord.